Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dan Jers, and I'm your host slash Crypt Keeper. This is the final episode of our four-part mid-season finale. After this, the show will be going on hiatus until Wednesday, October 11th. But for now, we'll be picking up right where we left off last time, as the team was reeling from the shock of Imhotep's death and scrambled to escape the castle before Raynor and Dracula could get their hands on Carmilla to steal her soul. Mary doesn't say anything. He just gets up. Um, grabs Imhotep's bag, gathers up all the bones, puts them in the bag. We need to get out of here now. We'll bring them back somehow. I don't know how, I don't know when, but we'll find a goddamn way. But right now, we need to get out of here now. We will find Oxuna Moon eventually, but right now, we, he, as I point to Eric, died. I died. How the hell we're still standing, I do not know. But just like Imhotep said, we cannot let his sacrifice be in vain. So you, pretty boy, hold on to that book for your goddamn life. And I reach into the bag, pull out the broom, and give it to them as like, you two are going to fly out of here as fast as humanly possible. I will be right behind you. It is very tonally inappropriate for everything that's going on. But I'm going to roll a d20 to see if that broom turns into a fucking weasel. <laughs> <laughs> that is an 11 so it does not turn into a weasel that just barely passes oh thank god phantom's gonna get on the broom and viciously eye this book it's dark times ahead for the world i think <laughs> did carmilla like have a bird's eye view of that entire i will say you saw all of that okay um carmilla is so pissed like, the kind of rage that spurred her on her war path hundreds of years ago. Seething, seething hatred. Because Imhotep was basically one of the only other creatures out there that had the kind of knowledge, the kind of understanding of the past and its effect on the present and therefore the future. That exists out there. He's very, very rare. I would like to say, after all that happened, through the connection of abyssal energy, Larry and e Emotep have spent a lot of time together kind of working through the magics of, like, the abyss and everything. He was there when he latched on to his patron. And to feel through the energy of the realms, that disconnect kind of snap, I would think that the wolf can feel that. And that strikes down to the consciousness of Larry in there. And there is that rage that builds up. And he looks over at Kilmarnock and through the wolf just lets out a shrill howl. And he's like, and he wants to just run forward. Roll persuasion with advantage. Uh, nat 20! Nat oh. 20! With a nat 20, Kilmarnock freezes in midair. All of the eyes dart down towards you. And he bellows. You dare disrespect the almighty Kilmarnock. I will make you regret your insolence. <laughs> Is that a promise? No, it's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And cutting back to the others. Nice. <laughs> well, I tried 
to play on a team to be considerate of what people wanted and what people's goals were. And I fucking died. So we're not doing that anymore. Time to start forcing consequences on people. Uh, I don't want Monster to die, so I use the time pocket watch on Monster. Oh. I steal his own next long rest from him. So, Mary, you get an instantaneous long rest. Oh, shit. But the next time you guys take a long rest, you get nothing. Okay. No dying on us. Come on, Jack. Seems like you're a little bit more determined. Let's do it, I guess. <laughs> Something like that. Who's rolling the um, animal handling? <laughs> I think you said you grabbed it, didn't you? Cool. I assume you're also riding, so I, didn't, I don't know if you, uh, you know, were a participant. Oh, no! My unhinged behavior is off-putting <laughs> for the broom. <laughs> it's Who a, is this man? It's a 12. <laughs> With a 12, the broom is trying to get out of your hands as you are maniacally laughing and is desperately trying to scoot to one of the other two. I go over to the broom, I hold it, I grab it by its thing, as I, I look at it, it's like, behave. You need to get these guys out of here and you need to do it now. Go ahead and marry. You roll animal handling. Will do. That is a 12 plus 17. Heck yeah, the 17, dude. the broom swivels back and forth between the three of you and then kind of dejectedly droops for a second and then swivels around, lifts up, floating in place for two of the three of you to jump on. All right, well, I'll hop on. I will wait a moment, but if Jack takes too long to also hop on, I'm just going to take off without him. I yeah. throw him on. <laughs> I grab him by the scruff of his neck and I put him on the broom. And I pat the broom on the bristles, kind of like when you slap a horse on its ass to make it go. That's what I do. <laughs> and the broom takes off. Jack is going to start taking off some of his bandages and then he'll hand uh, some of it over to Phantom. And then uh, just so that way he doesn't lose track of the broom. Like a bungee? <laughs> Kind of. Basically, like, if you fall off or if you get separated somehow, then you keep it on you. Sick. So as you do that, and as the broom takes off up the ramp and down the hallway, you see advancing on either side are some fully animated, fully decked out suits of armor that are marching towards you. You pass by them with ease as you quickly outspeed them, and heading towards the front door, you see as you close in on that opening room, a pool of mist beginning to re-solidify into the familiar deranged look of Rainer. Oh, God damn it! I was waiting for him to pop back up. Yeah. Who's gonna cast Hold Person. Fuck. Both of the two of you and the broom are going to make a wisdom saving throw. Hey, the two not so what? I don't know how phantom stats are, but... The stats actually don't matter when you roll a nat three. <laughs> <laughs> so phantom, you are paralyzed. The broom rolled a nat 20. Hey, broom! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, broom. oh my god, is it gonna leave us? <laughs> uh, 13 for me. The two of you are both paralyzed, but the broom keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> and Rainer is going to make a dexterity save to catch the two of you. And that was 14, 15, 16. So with a 16. It was a nat 20 on the broom. No, the broom's gonna keep going. Oh, but I thought he was grabbing the broom. No, he's grabbing the two of you. Oh, damn it, okay. What I will say, because you did the whole bungee cord thing, Jack, you remain fixed to the broom, and with a 16, he's able to get one of the two of you, so he grabs Phantom. Oh. And Jack, you keep going, flying right out the front door. And I'm paralyzed. Son of a bitch! <laughs> and you are stuck on the broom as it continues to jet on out. And with a paralyzed Phantom in his grasp, <sighs> Rainer says, I am only going to ask this once. Hand over Karnstein, or this weird homeless man who's been following you for weeks on end. I don't know what his deal is, but you seem to be fond of him. I'll kill him again. <laughs> wait, wait, is that her toofy friend? What? 
You said the weird homeless man? Phantom. I just, I just. <laughs> just talk about Phantom. Oh, I assumed. Orlock. It was here? Orlock. And I was like, what the hell is he doing here? I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. So he's announcing to everyone else yep. to hand her over or I get it. Yep. And and he called you homeless. The weird homeless guy. Which, to be fair. <laughs> I am going to just mad dash just so I can confront Rainer and try to get Phantom back. Before you do that, let's cut back to Larry. Kilmarnock will go first. That's three I beams. That is five, three, and eight. Okay. So that is the mottled green seizure ray, the wavy purple terror ray, and the gleaming blue gray enchaining ray. Is that the same one that's been that's been? It's hitting? the same one. This dice really likes eights. Ugh. Wow, they really love that for me, <laughs> which I'm okay with. So first. This mottled green seizure ray is going to fire off. It's going to miss you and ricochet off the wall, hitting Ozium. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fucked, traitor. Take that, you traitor. So the target must succeed on a DC 17 constitution saving throw or be poisoned for the next minute. He is undead, so he is immune to poison. Hey, he's just a little stinky. No, no, no. This is so... Oh, this, this is doing nothing to me. I don't know why I was afraid of this. <laughs> then the wavy purple terror ray. Let's see if this is why he was afraid of that. Is going to hit the human cultist. Yay! Must make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for the next minute. As he probably should be. <laughs> that is a three. <laughs> Each turn that he cannot save for this, he will take a bunch of psychic damage. Heck yeah. But the one remaining human cultist seeing all of this going down and realizing that he too can be caught in the crossfire and is caught in the crossfire panics and begins to just try to book it as far away as he can get. <laughs> Don't leave. I need you as a snack. So he's going to sprint up the stairs along the sideway, trying to work his way around the two of you panicking about these two otherworldly entities locked in combat with a lot, a lot of collateral damage. And then the Enchaining Ray is also going to hit Ozim. (laughs) So as he says, oh, I, I don't know why I was afraid of this. He looks up and sees these blue ethereal chains rocketing towards him that wrap around, constrict him and lock him in place. Ah, this is... This is worse. <laughs> well, as long as the rest of them are like that first one, I should be okay. Oh, buddy. And Ur from way across on the other side of the room yells out to him, Are you all right, buddy? Oh, they're friends. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just a little tied down at the moment. And that will end his turn. So now it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to egg him on a little bit more. <laughs> End my suffering and let me drag this demon to hell! Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna just run at him. Inspiration, by the way. Thank God. (laughs) I am going to charge forward 40 feet, jump onto Kilmarnock, and try and bite at one of his eye stalks to tear it off, potentially. Okay, go ahead and roll a bite attack. Um, that is a 19 plus 7, so I think that's going to hit. That's going to hit. All right. He's going to bite one of his eye stalks and let me roll damage. So that bite alone is only going to be 8 damage, but I can now move half my movement speed away. So I'm going to bite at one of his eye stalks and then kick off of him running. And then I'm going to leap onto that upper level balcony a little bit of a ways in front of where the cultist is heading. And that'll be my turn. All right. Kilmarnock will begin to charge up from his eyes, including the one that was just bitten. It will recede into his head a little bit, but still take aim towards you. You insolent beast. I will not tolerate this barbarism. That's not me. That's my friend. Me. (laughs) Three random eye beams. Two, eight, and two. We love eight. Two is pretty bad. 
Let's have it not hit me, please. <laughs> so he will fire off two wispy red compulsion rays, which deals a bunch of psychic damage and forces a target in front of its central icon. Is there any dex checks or anything? It is a wisdom save. Wisdom save. And then eight is, as you know, the enchaining ray that he <laughs> weirdly loves to use. My wisdom is trash. The first compulsion ray is going to hit one of the two vampire spawns. The enchaining ray is going to hit. That one's going to hit you. All right, all right. And then the second compulsion is going to hit also you. <laughs> you will need to make a strength save on the enchaining ray. Okay, so that will be that'll be 19. I'm going to have that vampire real quick save for the first compulsion ray. That was an 18, so that succeeds. And then for you, you will need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, big money, big money, no whammies. And that's not good. I think that's a fail. That's a seven minus three. Oh no, Larry. Larry. Uh, that is very much a fail. Yeah. <laughs> so you will take 6d10 psychic damage. I'm going to use my inspo. That's looking a lot better. That's going to be a 16. 17 is the DC. <laughs> All right. So 6d10 psychic damage. That's going to be 26 damage. Okay. That is more than half my remaining health. And it will forcibly pull you in front of him. So the wolf is going to break through the chains for a second time and laugh at these silly games that Kilmarnock is playing. And as he's blinded by his hubris, he's going to get hit and entangled with those red threads and they're going to just pierce down into his very being and he's going to let out just a scream as they dig really far in and drag him forward. And being dragged brain first in front of him, Howie. he says, You will not escape from me that easily. You have threatened and challenged my might. As you are making me hold to my threats, <laughs> I will make you do the same. <laughs> And I'm going to use a reaction from taking damage. You can retaliate with a bite and claw attack. So that's two attacks. So that's going to be an 18 to hit. An 18 does not hit. Oh, God. And then a 19? A 19 does hit. Heck yeah! The bite or the claw misses, but he manages to swing his giant gnarled fangs around and land a blow. That's gonna be seven. Okay, so he will take seven damage, and now it is your turn. I think I'm gonna ricochet off Kill Marnock and attack this human cultist up here. I'm gonna jump back on the balcony, right on the stairs he just climbed up on. Did that one take any fear? Yet, fear damage. Um, I will have him make his save now. And he fails his save. So he is going to take 23 damage from the terror ray. Ooh. Then I'm looming up behind him and I go for uh, a claw attack and does a 16 hit. A 16 hits. So that's going to be 12 damage. Describe your killing blow. Larry, Larry, Larry. As this guy feels the fear hit him down to his bones, the maw wraps around his torso and just crunches him in half. Is it Timothy? <laughs> Continuity-wise, that is Timothy. Oh, shit. <laughs> and regain a D8 of health back. Yeah, that's eight. Yes, okay. As a bonus action, I can charge at... Marnock, and I have one more attack. That's 21. 21 hits. We can do this. We can do this. That's going to be 13 damage. All right. And then I'm going to jump behind and between these two vampire cultists. So I run up 
the stairs towards the throne behind Kilmarnock, and I just dive behind these two vampire cultists that are just chilling up here. They are both staring up at the ceiling in reverence as Dracula is floating above the room. (laughs) And I'm going to roll just a straight d20 on if their adoration is broken (laughs) by suddenly having a massive werewolf behind them. It's fine. Dracula's so cool. Don't worry about me. That's a two. (laughs) Yes, okay. So that's a success, right? Wow, he's beautiful. Look at those wings. Ugh. To think that power could someday be ours. What a wonderful specimen of a vampire. He is everything that we strive to be. The werewolf is just going to roll his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump back to the others. So Rainer, with Phantom held hostage, says, The rest of you are inconsequential. Hand over Karnstein. I need the soul of a blood hunter. And I need your head removed from your body. Carmilla's still too far away, so like anything that Carmilla says is like 80 feet back, something like that, more than that, it's gonna just get lost. Just, are there any pieces of like splintered wood or anything like that? Roll nature. That's a uh, modified 19. You are able to find something that you could use as a makeshift, I would say, short sword stats. I can't really interfere with this because it's happening too far away from me. But um, I'm going to have Carmilla start making her way over to the entrance where Rainer is. Okay. And as Mary and Carmilla both advance, Rainer holds up his talons to Phantom's throat and necrotic energy begins to swirl around his fingers. I am serious about this. I am so close to what I've been working on for so long, and even the master himself seems to be working at subverting the plan. I will not let him stand in the way of his own ascension to immortality, and I will not let any of you get in my way. So hand her over or he dies. Again. Carmilla is holding herself hostage with the short sword stake right over her heart. Interesting. You might want to get in the room. Yeah, I was working on it. (laughs) Um, I'm not attached to a broom. Oh shit. It's over 160 feet into the, uh. So about five minutes later, Carmilla comes busting into the room. If you dash, you can make it 80, so you can get halfway there. Dash? All right, I'll dash. Can vampires turn into bats? Vampires can. Spawns can't. Uh Uh-oh, well, I haven't drank Orlok's blood, so no. Oh. Oh, okay. All right, so that was the dash move, right? Uh, yes. So while this is happening, I'm going to roll just a straight d20. Dan's been rolling really good. I don't know if he should keep rolling. <laughs> Take the dice from DM. Yeah. I'll send you the uh, the website I was using earlier. <laughs> this is one that you want me to do well on. With an 18. Oh, cool. From the stairs leading out to the front door, a lantern starts to roll <gasps> and clatter its way down. Good. Like, like, um, the, what the heck? Campbell's. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> what is it called? What is it called? The soup can. Yeah, like the, soup yeah, can. the commercial where it goes all the way from the store. The Chef oh Boyardee commercial. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Chef Bordenberg's oh here. And like a Chef Boyardee can, <laughs> the lantern bounces down the stairs and rolls up to Rainer's feet. Oh, he's a... Oh, no! Of course it would roll up to Rainer's feet. And Rainer's going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. That's a nat one. (gasps) I need it, man. Oh, I don't know what's happening. He's getting javelin of lightning, I think. I hope so. As you hear coming from the lantern, 
And following from yeah, behind, baby, get that the javelin of lightning will strike Rainer. And because it was a nat one, it's gonna crit. So as as Jack is going forward, he just happens to see it as periphery because he's paralyzed. Is that a fucking lantern? <laughs> it's our fucking lantern, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get a good look at it because I'm paralyzed <laughs> on a broom that rolled a nat 20. <laughs> hey man, I'm in the basement as a dog dying, so we're all kind of <laughs> caught up. <laughs> Rainer's going to take 26 damage. He's already taken 56 yeah. before. Mm-hmm. He drops Phantom as he staggers back from taking this javelin of lightning, looks down, and hears from the lantern, I swore an oath on the soul of Abraham Van Helsing. <gasps> oh my God. That Karnstein be allowed to right her wrongs and finish her legacy. Oh my God. Leave her out of this, and I will go with you willingly. Bordenberg. Bordenberg's making me cry. Let's hop back over to Larry and Kilmarnock. Your attempt to hide and focus on lesser beings is trivial. Do not offend me so. I am the superior intelligence. I am the all-seeing, all-knowing. I have seen layers upon layers beyond what you can comprehend, and I have put pen to paper to share the secrets of the planes of existence and the regions beyond. What have you done? (laughs) And he will use his movement to try and float around closer to you. He is going to fire off only two I-beams now. Okay. Because with that last attack, you have significantly damaged an I-beam that for this turn, it will retreat back into his head and he will only fire off two as he's trying to regrow another. So that is two sevens, which are both the diaphanous white ethereal rays. Hmm. That is a save or get partially shunted into the ethereal plane. (laughs) He's like, look, I'll show you what I know about different planes. Which, because of your hiding... (laughs) It's going to hit one of the vampire spawns and Ur, (laughs) and they both fail. So they both, as they are hit with this, begin to fade away and flicker in and out of the plane of existence you can see. They've got about 50% opacity now, and it is your turn. What have I done? Kill Monarch? I have killed gods. I have eaten wounds. I corrupted the abyss itself. My own contained universe filled with souls from beyond time. And if you do not destroy me, you shall join them in my grand collection. And I'm going to roll a hit. <laughs> First attack rolls with advantage. Oh, I don't need it, but let's see if we crit. <gasps> I crit! I crit! Oh ah! my god! So go ahead and roll double damage then. <laughs> double the dice, that is. Okay. Yes. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. That is going to be 23 damage Ooh. as I open my giant maw over his eye once more, and I'm like. <laughs> And I chomp down on him. All right, so he takes 23 damage. And then I'm going to just jump onto him and just claw and claw and try and push him into the throne. That's going to be 12 damage. Okay. And I plunk the king onto the throne as I just rip my claws across him. And as he slams back into the throne... The purple crown atop his head shimmers, and he grins. In spite of your arrogance and pomposity, 
at least some part of you seems to acknowledge the truth, that this is where I belong, and I will send you where you belong. going to make a wisdom saving throw. That was an 18. The DC was 17. So he saved? So he breaks free of Dracula's charm and a little haze over his eye dissipates. He knelt before me. He showed me deference. And then he dared give me orders. Kill Marnox Necronomicon? I think it is only fitting that we look for our freedom, Kill Marnox. He elevates himself above us, so I shall elevate our city's level, <laughs> and we shall dethrone the false king. It's gonna go so bad, but the werewolf is oh for my God. it. Do it! Kilmarnock wraps a few of his eye stalks around you and begins to levitate up towards the roof. And as you start to approach and pass through that rift in the ceiling that Dracula created, he looks down at both of you, holds out his hands, and his shadow encompasses both of you as they circle and spiral around, and the aura of death encompasses you both. That will be... 16d6 necrotic damage. And there's no save? It is a dexterity saving throw, which you can make at disadvantage. Because we flew up there like a bunch of arrogant buffoons. 13. That doesn't sound like a Dracula DC. It is not. I'm going to have Kilmarnock roll a dexterity save at disadvantage. That's a three. Jesus Christ. Oh, buddy. So here we go, 16d6 necrotic damage for the both of you. And that's going to deal 48 damage. Oh, God. I'm obliterated by that. I had 27 HP left. So you are in death saves. Kilmarnock is still okay. Kilmarnock. Buddy, stabilize me. <laughs> Dracula is going to make a multi-attack against him. From beneath his cape, a shining steel Vorpal greatsword floats out and encircles around him. And 
levitating just past the reach of his hand. Dracula moves his arm, swinging his claw upwards, and the sword slashes out at Kilmarnock. And that's a 22 and a 27. So that is going to be 15 damage and 16 damage. Kilmarnock, after we just became friends. (laughs) That was a turn I did not see coming. I'm going where the dice are taking me. That's fair. After those two slashes of the sword pierce through and sever several eye stalks, a few eye stalks that remain in the center of his head shrivel out of the way as Dracula makes a claw attack. That is a 25. Rather than dealing damage, he will grapple Kilmarnock by the eye stalks and grab you from out of his thrall, and he will levitate up above the rooftops with both of you in his hands. Now let's cut back to the others. So Rainer's dropped Phantom, right? Rainer has dropped Phantom. I rush him and I go for his head. For Phantom's head? (laughs) Nope, for Rainer's head. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. No more hostage if I kill your hostage. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Do not negotiate with terrorists. (laughs) Also, before I do that, since I got a full long rest given to me. Go into a rage. Go into a rage. Yep. Lightning his ass. It's times like this that I wish Jack was not paralyzed. <laughs> uh, Rainer failed the save on the lightning. Hell yes, he did. 2d6 lightning damage. That is an eight damage to him. So, Dan, I know I'm not part of the combat, but I'm assuming I'm roughly out of the room. I could hear combat maybe or no. What I will say, you have flown out into the front courtyard of the castle. You hear a couple sounds of the skirmish right behind you inside, but you also hear a bellowing coming from the rooftop. And as you look up, you see the clouds beginning to swirl around as blood drips from the sky, highlighting with his extended wings spread above the torn open roof of the throne room. Dracula with the werewolf in one hand and Kilmarnock in the other. And his wings flutter upward and a shockwave ripples out. And the few passerbys that are around in the night all look up and see him hanging above this castle. And he announces, People of the English countryside, your nation is under attack from monstrosities such as these. What you need is a savior to right the wrongs of your land and to protect you from incursions like this. The British Empire is one that can achieve the ideal set forth for a land that is so great that the sun never sets. I offer a counter proposal. <laughs> a land in which the moon shines eternal over streets devoid of danger. One where you can roam the streets in the dark of the night without fear of creatures like these taking your freedom from you. And he drops both the werewolf and Kilmarnock down into the throne room, spreads his wings and spreads his arms and begins to float down to the street as more and more people are running out to gather at the spectacle and are in awe of him as he descends down above them. Can I take back what I saw so that way we can go back to Mary (laughs) doing things? Actually, that didn't happen. (laughs) But anyway, you see and hear that as you see and hear the commotion going on inside. And back inside, Mary, what was the result of your attacks? Uh, My first one was a 11, so I'm assuming that misses. That misses. All right, well, my second one is a 16. A 16 hits. Uh, That's a six total damage. Okay. 
please kill him. You don't know how much I want this to just be the end of Rainer. Oh, me too, bud. Me too. Then again, I'm dead. My opinion doesn't matter too much right now. <laughs> it momentarily matters to me. I did want to do something, but I don't know if Dan would say that I'm too far away. Well, it depends. Which thing are you responding to? Basically, knowing that Mary is Mary, I would have wanted to burn my DM inspiration to see if he can try and get a better attack. But I don't know if I'm too far away. Roll me just a straight d20. A straight d20, that is 13. With a 13, I will say you can break out of your paralysis and turn around, but you cannot use your inspiration on Mary. Yeah, I'm gonna turn this broom around and whenever I get a chance, I'm hopping off to hide and then attempt to sneak attack. All right, so for Rainer, I'm going to have him roll a sleight of hand to grab Vordenberg's lantern. That is an 18. <sighs> Seeing the commotion, knowing everything that's happening around him, he's going to grab it, pull out the journal of Van Helsing with the Bloodhunter incantations, and chuck it outside as he very quickly begins attempting to read. And he is going to roll to maintain concentration on that spell as everyone else gets their turn. I would like to open the Necronomicon and slam it closed on his head. <laughs> Make a constitution saving throw. What about the weasel bag? Well, it was never in the weasel bag. Could we put him in the weasel bag? I mean, you could try. <laughs> so we shoving him into the weasel bag. Can we put his head in the weasel bag? 11. With an 11, you're still paralyzed. That wouldn't have been a uh, concentration broken when he got lightning javelin. Oh, that's a good point. I will say then with an 11 and with his, the lightning javelin breaking his concentration, you are not paralyzed. Crushing his head beneath the pages of the Necronomicon is not going to work. Damn it. He takes a step back and continues to focus as you can see the light beginning to shift within Vordenberg's lantern as it is flying out the door. Uh, Invisible Man, roll sleight of hand at disadvantage. Oh, buddy, why? <laughs> okay, so that was a 20, but what's disadvantage? Disadvantage gives... Oh my god, it's a 20! <gasps> oh! You rolled two 20s? Yeah. Hot Holy damn. Shit, yeah. Dude. You catch Vordenberg's oh lantern. Oh my god, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you now have the lantern in your possession, but the soul is beginning to get pulled out of it and is starting to sort of magnetically phase through the glass on the lantern and is being slowly pulled towards Dracula. Uh, I don't, I don't, um... So, what what I did, was that an action, or...? That was a reaction. Okay, so I've snagged it. Positioning-wise, where am I? Positioning-wise, you're about 10 feet from the front door. Okay, so I've got his lantern, um... Kill Rainer, kill Rainer, kill Rainer, kill Rainer. Kill Rainer, kill Rainer, kill Rainer, kill Rainer. Kill Rainer, kill Rainer, kill Rainer. Sneak attack! I'm going to pull out my rapier and uh, affix the lantern to the other lantern that I have, because apparently Jack loves lanterns. Um, and then I'm going to pull Abraham's dagger and I'm going to go for my two attacks. Okay. And you know what? Because you just rolled two nat 20s, I'll say this can count as a sneak attack. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if I could roll another 20, I would love it. You have a DM inspiration. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to burn a DM inspiration. <laughs> Gosh. And the DM inspiration. Oh, yes, it's a 20. Good. <laughs> All right, so that crits. Um, So I pull out my rapier in my main hand, and I'm assuming that's going to be my sneak attack. Oh my god, I'm shaking. That's, uh, that's not it. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> hey, no pressure, just if you don't kill him, Emhotep died for nothing. Yeah. Uh, no pressure. Thank you, thank you. I rolled for the blood hunter ritual, and that was a 19. 
So the soul does leave the lantern and forcefully slam into Dracula. And as he begins to float down and as the soul flies into him, he begins to glow with spectral energy as the red in his eyes is shortly overtaken by an ethereal blue before switching back to red. And his presence feels slightly more tangible. As he cements himself down, he feels more whole and more real than the reality around him. Oh, he's walking two worlds. And Jack, what is your damage? Uh, Without adding the crit damage, it is 26. And then I think you said it's double damage or it's double dice. It's double dice. But either way, describe your killing blow. Oh my god! Yes! Yeah, do this shit! Um, so as the rapier goes straight into Rainer, I'm going to take Abraham's dagger, jam it into his heart, and tell him, You remember what I told you before. I would do anything in my power to stop you. And just rip it out as violently as I can to see whatever blood sprays anywhere. His expression wavers for a moment. He looks beyond you and sees Dracula. And the smile intensifies. And as he is spitting up blood, the last thing you hear from him is his cackle. (laughs) Before... He collapses and dissolves into ashes. That laugh lingers, and his presence feels weaker, but not entirely gone. But for the moment, Rainer Leroux is dead. Bravo. Bravissimo. You'll love to see it. And now we will end not here, but we will end from Imhotep's point of view. Because as the lights on his ruins flickered and faded away, and those bones are now just bones, and those wrappings have lost any of the incantations that have given him life. He feels his world dim, and as he starts to embrace the oncoming darkness and welcome himself to cross into the Duat, he instead... Um, 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 damn. I don't like this. I don't like this. No, no. Um. uh. Feels a heat billow up from beneath him. Yeah. And his consciousness starts to regain with a gasp of air that fills up with molten hot air. Imhotep appears on a bridge made out of chains and surrounded by a billowing fire that lifts up all around him. And before him is an almighty throne with an enormous, dark, shadowy figure sitting atop it. Two sets of horns spiraling out of the head, a hand gripped on a flaming whip of chains, the other hand tapping its fingers on the armrest of the infernal throne. And this voice says, You are not who I expected. But allow me to say anyway on your behalf as you are filling in for my real target. Hello and welcome to hell. And the Devil Lord Asmodeus opens his arms, and you look around and feel the shrieking of souls all around you. As the day is 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 as the day is
25 billion BC, the abyss, Asmodeus the Infernal, arises from the primordial ooze. 12 billion BC, Asmodeus is cast out of heaven and crowned king of hell. 11 billion BC, Asmodeus nearly succeeds in toppling heaven and becomes cursed to never be able to leave hell of his own volition. 10.5 billion BC, Asmodeus declares war on the abyss. Common era, Asmodeus begins making devil's bargains with mortals, harvesting their souls as foot soldiers for the war. 1880X, French musician Eric produces. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. This has been our mid-season finale, and we'll return with the back half of the season on Wednesday, October 11th. If you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review and telling all your friends and family about us so that that way when we come back, we can come back even stronger. Dean Dark's cast this episode is Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein monster, Aaron Koffel as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, and Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the Mummy. This episode also featured Janae Pellerin as Carmilla Karnstein. Our theme song is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni, recorded at Two North Studios in Las Vegas. Our outro this episode was the parody song Rock Me As Medeus, performed by myself, Danger Dan Jers. Additional music this week was provided by John Stoic Dream Venturer and Alexander Lapko. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again on Wednesday, October 11th, anywhere you find podcasts. Wait a minute, am I his target? Yeah, you died. <laughs> it was supposed to be you going to hell. You've got so many punches on the Asmodeus <laughs> punch card. I just assumed it was impersonal. <laughs> I didn't know he, like, wanted me. I mean, you were, like, three devil's bargains away from a free sandwich at Subway. <laughs> <laughs>